0: Hey, y'all, it's Jenny McGrew, and this is the Worship Leaders Collective podcast. Hey, guys, we just want to say thanks to Stephen McWhorter, formerly of Iron Bell Music, um, or perhaps still with Iron Bell Music, and we're going to hear a little bit more of that. He's here with us on the podcast today. Welcome, Stephen.
1: Hey, what's happening? And you're, you? you're, you're right the first time. It's Formally. Formally. Uh, yes. The artist uh,
0: Formally known as.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's a small ministry in Louisville, Kentucky, and they, um, long story short, they just wanted to be focused more on a local ministry level, and the whole music thing really took off, I think, in a way that they didn't expect. Right. And uh, so it became this bit of a juggernaut. So the band and I decided we were just going to keep doing what the Lord was called us to because we were seeing literally thousands of salvations a year. So here we are. New season. Wow.
0: New season. New day. God's mm-hmm. always going to be doing a a new thing. And I just wanted to back up and just talk for a minute about the first time that we met. And I'm not sure if you remember that, but like you said, um, I, I do. Was that, yeah.
1: Kingdom song with uh, Michael Farron and those guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I actually wasn't supposed to be there that day. And this was in Nashville in Franklin, I think. I think it was at Gateway Franklin. And um, we were actually looking for Corey Voss because Gilbert Nan Lohi from Integrity was wanting to introduce um, Corey Voss and myself. And... Gilbert was just walking around opening doors and what was funny was I had just discovered this new music that I'd never heard before called Iron Bell Music mm-hmm. and it, it just like it was on repeat in my car it was on repeat in our home and I think my, my husband was probably getting tired of listening to the same song mm-hmm. over and over and, <laughs> over, and over again and you know, no, you know, you, in
1: Jesus' name, no.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like as a creative when you discover something new and you really like it, you're like, "Ah, oh, this is like the best thing ever." Oh, and yeah. I'm and, the same way.
1: I beat it in the ground, so I'm with you.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, you know, here we're looking for Corey, who isn't quite as tall as you. And you open, you open the door, and I was like, "What?" And I'm expecting Corey, boss, and and out comes this like Goliath, like ten foot giant. Uh, yeah, that's
1: right. That's about right. <laughs> and
0: God, I'm like... You're
1: making me sound like I'm some kind of a Viking. <laughs> if you if you really knew me, you would know that's like not even close. Unless yeah, Vikings, must... unless Vikings like cereal and Netflix, then we're just identical.
0: Oh, well, I'm like two feet tall, so everyone's a Viking <laughs> to me. So <laughs> anyway, but I just discovered your music, so I was like having this like what. Like this like freak out moment of like, I didn't understand what was happening. And I was just like, so pumped. And I'm sure you were probably really weirded out by me. Not at all. It was-, <laughs> it was so funny because I make fun of my husband for that. Because when he sees people, like, he just gets so pumped. Yeah. And I'm always like, babe, people are just people. And he's like, oh, you just don't get excited about anything.
1: <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the It's, it it's true, though. It's true that sometimes it hits you. You know, I've, you know, I know famous people in the Christian music industry that are like, who will tell me stories of going to Starbucks and how they saw JT and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> I wouldn't even care. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I wouldn't, I'd be like, cool. I would, I'd just be like, yeah, cool. You know, but I think yeah. it was just the discovering the music and the, the music, it was just so fresh. And it was just so alive, and it had just, um, it had reignited something in me. It actually reminded me a little bit of the style of music that I write or that I'm more drawn to, and it was just super refreshing. So mm, yeah, it's you. just it's great Sweet. to chat today, and it's great to have a face, you know, a face, a real face that you met uh, face-to-face or in your mind as yeah. we're podcasting here today. So just really honored yeah. to have you with us today. That's no, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So you've got a lot going on right now. Uh, there's a lot of changes, and how's that going?
1: Well, you know, we technically, um, I mean, there's, there's not many words you can use, I guess, kind of went our own way January of last year. Okay. So we, and we kept that kind of under wraps as we were just with the Lord and seeking out how He wanted to do things. And so uh, it got a little bit more public, I think, around May of last year. And uh, we did 150 dates last year on the road. (laughs) It was crazy. And um, here we are, you know, we released, I I remember going into um, Provident, now Essential rather, to begin partnering with them as a songwriter more and um, and doing the publishing for what all I'm doing now and already had a relationship with them. So it was just a lot of interesting stuff behind the scenes. But if if you know me and you know the guys that are in Iron Bell, because we all kind of you know, Joel Gerdes, who's one of the main writers and stuff, and myself and the rest of the band just decided, hey, this is what God's called us to. Uh, we were seeing just too much kingdom fruit on, a, on like crazy stories. I won't get into it, but it's just like so kingdom. Not It's not right. your, wow, you guys are a great band kind of stories. No, it's yeah. like I was going to commit suicide and wow. I had this encounter with the Holy Spirit listening to your songs. It's that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this actually is important. You know, it's not just about me fulfilling some kind of. You know, <laughs> self, you know, right. need or something. It, it was really the Lord, and so um, with that, it was the band's idea, not mine, <laughs> to call it my name. And so I was like, "Yeah, good luck spelling that," but let's put, <laughs> you know, right. we put it out there. And so uh, I went into the studio with Brian Fowler. I think it was um, October, and we. Released the single at the, or sorry, September, August, rather. And we released the single at the uh, end of October for Grave Clothes. Yeah. And since then, it's just been, man, the lore's been so good. And um, the EP, literally, as we're talking right now, it releases on the 24th of January. It's um, exciting. Six song EP. And um, Grave Clothes is going to be added to, um, up for ads for radio in the beginning of February as well, February 3rd. So come on. Yeah, so it's been roller coaster six months for sure, but literally none of it was like, okay, this is what you do. A plus B equals getting a song out there, and it, yeah. it was like, okay, Holy Spirit, you're real, you speak, tell me what to do. I'll just take step one, yep. no matter how crazy it seems. And
0: yeah, isn't if, that the if, best way? <laughs>
1: It's the scariest
0: and the easiest. <laughs> it's the
1: scariest and the easiest way. And um it's light, but it's also kind of like, oh my gosh, I hope this works out, you know?
0: But, um, yeah, just look at your spouse and go, isn't this the best? And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> she's way
1: more she's way more <laughs> like, let's do it. I'm like, okay. That's yeah. good. That's so, good. So I always think about I always think about Peter in the boat. I know that yeah. people told this story a lot, but I always think about Peter in the boat. Like Jesus is like, hey. Step out here and come to me out here in this scary, crazy storm. You're going to walk on water. It's frightening. Do it. I guarantee you the people in the boat were like, bro, if you go out there, you're dead. <laughs> 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 you're insane if you go out there. And But you know, the, the best stuff sometimes is scary and the Lord's calling you out into something and the people around you are like, that makes no sense. What are you doing? Right. But that's where faith, I believe sometimes faith, it's not really faith if it doesn't cost something and if it's not risky, I believe.
0: Um, that's right. You know. That's right. Well, you think about, you know, even the ark, you know, Noah moved. It says in Hebrews 11, he was moved with fear and it said he prepared an ark for the saving of his house. There hadn't even been rain, you know, <laughs> so you can imagine. He's building not just like this little boat, but this like, whatever this fairy this wooden fairy
1: and you know animals and it's true but you know as worship leaders because i was a worship leader for about 12 years at a local church and you know that was what i did week in week out i did the thing right
0: yeah
1: and so i know that and i get that and it's funny though how in that routine sometimes if we're not careful the routine is what we live by And it's hard sometimes, I think, for us uh, people as worship leaders to stop and go, Holy Spirit, not some um, resource, right? <laughs> some yeah. not some kind of worship leader resource only. They're, they're awesome. The Lord speaks through his music. This is one, and it's amazing. But yeah. I think sometimes we don't, we forget to stop and go. Oh yeah, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us that um, God didn't send his son to die to put his spirit in us so he could never talk to us. That sounds ridiculous. So it's like that, think about the fact that you have the Holy spirit in you and you have the word of God to help you know what God's like. And so you can tell him from your own thoughts. Right. And, and begin to actually ask him what to do. Like maybe it's step one. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, and I know lots of worship leaders and lots of leaders that they create pros and cons lists. And then, okay, here's the pros and here's the cons. I advise you to roll that up and throw it away (laughs) and begin to ask the Holy Spirit what to do next. Because the best fruit is the furthest out on the limb for your life. But it's going to be a little Uh. scary and for your team and for your church. And sometimes just playing it safe and finding the church growth book and all this kind of stuff won't work. And you're frustrated because it doesn't work because you have the ultimate resource. You have access to the one who's literally called your counselor. And, um, my life is not like people are like, man, you're so talented, blah, blah, blah. You're so handsome. I'm just kidding. People don't say any <laughs> of those things, but whatever. Child. Child. <laughs> so, you're so you're giants. <laughs> me like songs, but we, you know, I always just say, you know, people are like, Hey man, tell me how to do this and this. And I, I feel like, I feel like it's so lame. My answer is, uh, ask the Lord what to do
0: well, it <laughs> and then do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That was a rant. There you go.
0: go. No, it wasn't a rant. That was, uh, that was a word for somebody. (laughs) And I believe for more than somebody, uh, you were talking about your song, grape, grape clothes, which is the name of your EP that is coming out really soon. So you said January 24. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had that song on repeat and so powerful, obviously written from a deep place. Um, Mm -hmm. can you just share a little bit about that and, yeah. perhaps some of your testimony
1: twofold yeah it's definitely connected to yeah. my testimony um in a big way because you know i, I grew up a pastor's kid and i grew up uh, um you know just seeing my dad be one person mm. in front of people behind a pew and then behind closed doors i, I saw my dad be physically abusive with my mom mm. and i said you know what if god's real he's not good so i began down this intense path of of rebellion and When I was 13, it was smoking, drinking, marijuana. 15, I'm doing cocaine, LSD, all kinds of pills. I'm selling drugs. By the time I'm 17, I'm a full-out crystal meth addict. I'm using crystal meth every day for what is almost six years. And during this time, I mean, I was the guy literally that was, like, violent. I, like hated Christianity so much that if you even mentioned the name Jesus around me, I would have cussed you out, like no doubt, you know? Right. Or worse. And somebody came during this time and they gave me this book called The Case for Christ and they had been interceding and praying and I heard, I've heard, i heard so many stories of people just talking about how they pulled over on the side of the road sobbing over me coming to Jesus during this time and wow. um, that's the Holy Spirit because we're such selfish people. If you ever feel the need to uncontrollably cry and pull over <laughs> for somebody, right. that's the Lord wooing you totally. to intercede. So that's what's going on. And I uh this is how the Lord's like hunting me down. So when this person gives me this book, it's like a miracle because I accepted it with like no I didn't claw anybody's eyes out, right? It <laughs> was no incident. I was like, cool, thank you. And I take the book and fast forward is three o'clock in the morning and I'm living in this house full of musicians and drugs and all this stuff. It's just a big cliche and I have drugs next to me on the side table and I'm reading this book about Jesus. Nobody's playing softly and quietly in the corner. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's just like the most, seemingly the most impossible environment for somebody to get saved in. Mm -hmm. But it's the kindness of God to meet us in those kind of places. And, In this moment, I literally just remembered like nothing special going on. I just had this encounter with the presence of God, like the real thing. Like I always tell people God's real, not like it's a cute saying or, and people are like, yeah, I have the right answer for that. It's yes, Mm -hmm. he's real. But I'm like, I'm not looking for the answer. I'm telling you he's real. (laughs) Think about what all that means. It's insane. It's mind blowing. And in this moment we begin to have, um, an internal conversation that goes like this. He says, Stephen, I'm real. I'm good. I have a purpose for your life. And And my story, those all sound like I pulled them out of a book called Christian Things to Say, right? They're kind of of vague and they can apply to anything. But God has a way of taking a word you've heard a million times, like I love you. And if you hear him, I mean like really hear him. um, It unlocks something that's been dormant inside you your entire life. And in that moment, I was at, I just gave my life to Christ. I remember actually saying, you know, I, I don't know how I can do this. God, I can't do this on my own. And I think, I believe the Holy spirit just spoke into me. You won't do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and Christianity one, one, I went from meth addict to worship leader, um, addiction to redemption. In that moment, I gave my life to Christ and literally quit everything overnight. And people always say, you can't say that. Like, cause I speak at a lot of addiction recovery things and people say, you can't just say, that overnight. It doesn't work like that. I'm like, well, you're going to have to take it up with the Lord when you get to heaven. <laughs> like, I don't know tell you, but I always say this to encourage people, maybe listening, that um, Jesus in the gospels never healed anyone the same way twice because yeah. every story has a purpose and yours yeah. is important. And yeah. so that was kind of my encounter with this guy that called me from death to life. And that's a, a deep connection to this song for me grave clothes, you know, cause the Lord called Lazarus in 1140 and John 1140 calls him out of the tomb. Um, it, but it was also birthed in a very spontaneous time of worship. Like this wasn't your Nashville co-write, like yeah. go into a room you've got from 10 AM to 3 PM to write an anointed worship song, go, you know, <laughs> it's Like right. this was us in a house fully, like we were literally playing a big event North. And then we started coming south, and this little house church of like 50 people reached out to us and said, Hey, would you guys come to our house? We pray and fast and we we just want to break bread with you and worship with you guys. And we'd love to bless you. Would you come? And I was like, Sounds great. As long as you're not serial killers, we'll be <laughs> we'll be right there. And so we're in this basement with acoustic guitars. It's like it's grandmas, kids, parents, it's just awesome and us of these 50 people and i'm going to tell you i've you know played for twenty thousand people all this different stuff led worship for some of the most amazing this is one of the most memorable nights you know because it was just palpable with the presence of god Mm -hmm. and um we started spontaneously singing the chorus and bridge to grave clothes in this room Mm -hmm. and you could just feel like the lord moving and it was so powerful And so it was birthed from there. We never thought, Oh, we need to write a hit song. How do we do that? It was just, okay. And, um,
0: sounds like God to me.
1: Yeah. And if I could say just one more thing, I'm sorry, (laughs) but you know, when God has something to say, like, I'm just, this is for the church. This is for whoever, whatever you're creating, whatever you're doing, he repeats himself when it's important. Like, you know, there's no word in Hebrew for purest gold. It's gold, gold. They say it twice to say that it's really good gold. You know, (laughs) that's why it says Jesus, holy, 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 God's holy, holy, holy. It's like unprecedented to say it three times because he's completely other. And when God's trying to say something, he repeats himself in the earth. The question is, who's listening? So the idea of grave clothes is not some new fancy thing. It's that God was repeating himself because I believe part of the message too right now is this. As believers, as the bride, I mean, yes, he's calling those that are not saved yet out of the tomb, but as the bride, the Lord, I believe is saying to us, if we'll listen, what are the old dead things? Like you're saved, you're, you're resurrected, but you're not in the fullness of life. Like you're just getting by. What are the old dead things that you're still wearing that you cannot wear or take into your destiny? And I believe the Lord is asking the church to take off its grave clothes. (laughs) And that sounds heavy or whatever, but you know what it is. You don't need me to tell you. And like I said, when God's trying to say something, he repeats himself. So I believe the Lord's been saying this to a lot of people. We've heard tons of stories of this specific message and a friend of mine uh, Mike Weaver from Big Daddy Weave, we were on the phone and he asked, you know, what are you doing right now? And, anyways, I said, there's a song, Grave Clothes, and there's just silence on the other end. And he said, what? I said, Grave Clothes. And he said, bro, that's insane. This morning I was driving from the Juice Bar to my house and I started singing this idea the Lord was giving me about grave clothes. And it was literally almost the exact idea. Wow. And here's the thing about that I'd already recorded it. And so I was like, nope. <laughs> Mine! I'm just kidding, though. No. Anyways, we had already recorded getting ready to release it as the Nan in a boo-boo, Mike Weaver. But uh he uh the point about that is is like when God's trying to say something, he repeats himself. Yeah. Like that moment to me is like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's a lot of stuff. There I totally know.
0: agree with that. That came up on Works Players Collective the Like someone was kind of like poo-bowing, I felt like it anyway. Just like there's just a lot of re- competitiveness like you know just with you know themes like thematically and i'm like god's and i'm like guys god's always going to be saying the same thing if 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 we're not getting it first time then he's going to say it again and he's going to say it again and he's going to say it again and then if you go to revelation it says hear the wind blowing through the churches so you know awakening arising what you're Mm -hmm. saying is you know taking off your grave clothes and i've got the lyrics open right here uh, the chorus is I'm taking off my grave clothes, I'm putting on righteousness. And I love that because it's not enough to take something off, but we gotta yeah. put something on. Yep. And then it says, I'm taking off. So you're repeating it. I'm taking off my grave clothes. I'm putting on resurrection. I love yeah. that. And then you repeat it again, I'm taking off my grave clothes and hmm. putting on righteousness.
1: Yeah, I'm you know. not uh we're not fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like this. Though. The part about writing spontaneous, isn't trying to be wordy. It's saying right. something that, you know, has weight behind it.
0: Totally.
1: Um, and even well, in the bridge, on. For I'm going to s- is
0: good and his mercy endures forever. And they yeah. kept singing it until the glory of God filled the house. Like a cloud.
1: Yeah. I often wonder
0: how many times do they sing that? Like a thousand times? mm -hmm. Like you just have this picture of them over and
1: over. And you get a lot of people's worship leaders and different people that say, gosh, it all sounds the same. Can you guys just please sing about something else? I'm like, you're going to hate heaven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Holy, holy, holy. (laughs) It's like, bro,
1: (laughs) you know, uh, but I always like, dude, if I could just sing holy, holy and mean it like I see him and really see him, it'll be all I would ever want to sing. you know?
0: Yeah. Come on. So good. So, this is coming out. um, It's coming out January 24th. Yeah. Where can people find you? Instagram, Spotify. Well, yeah.
1: Instagram, Spotify. It's hard to spell sometimes, so I apologize. But if you can also, like the website's SM, as in Stephen dot smworship.com, and that'll get you all roads. But you can also find, you know, Stephen McCorder. You know, we're on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much. Anywhere like that, and um, you know, I, my name's on all the Iron Bell stuff, so it shouldn't be too hard to hunt it down. But um yeah, yeah awesome. to, uh, Grave Clothes too right now is is doing really well. If you search for Grave Clothes, I think you'll you'll find it as well. So
0: y'all are gonna love it. You're gonna have mm. it on repeat, 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 repeat. We're
1: praying for the Lord to use it, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, I wrote something yesterday. You know, is creative people, as worship people, as churches, as worship leaders, we go into a new year and we're planning already for the Christmas of next year. <laughs> it's like, I wrote, um, you know, the house, if the, if we, you know, if the Lord doesn't build the house, the the workers build in vain, you know? And it's like, yeah. I just want to go into 2020, like Lord's hand, my hands are off. What, right. what do you want to do? And it's really gets real when you've got a record coming out and you've got singles dropping and all this stuff to just go, I always say I'm somebody that wants to listen to the Lord and just do whatever he says. Well, this is the time for me to prove that, you know, in a season where a lot of people play it safe and they do what the industry says and the industry's not, they're smart. A lot of smart people. You should be listening. But at the same time, there's that Holy Spirit speak and I'll do whatever you say, even in a moment like this, where it could cost me everything, you know? Um, And it will. Yeah.
0: And it will, but it will be worth it.
1: -hmm.
0: It will be so worth it. So you guys are on tour a lot. Where can people mm-hmm. find you in the next month?
1: Um, well, we're taking a little bit of a break off, but we're going to get busy. Um, if you Again, go to smworship.com, and there's a tour page there as well. And we'll be putting all those up. We've already booked quite a bit of the year. We just haven't put everything up yet because we've been in um, single mode, releasing right. the EP and taking stuff to radio. And honestly, just being with our families for a little while. So
0: Come on. Important. Are you guys coming to Canada?
1: If you, you invite me,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might. We just yes, might get go. ready. So get ready. Um,
1: we've been invited a couple of times. It's just trying to make it work with some other things when we come. So
0: totally. Um, but well, yeah. Before you before you go, what is? And you said a lot of really encouraging, powerful, important things to worship leaders. What's one last thing that you could leave everybody with?
1: Um, worship out of the overflow. This is the number one thing I say to worship leaders. And it sounds like a very churchy thing to say. So I'll quickly unpack it. Spend so much time with him, just being with him, not rehearsing for Sunday morning, not writing a song. Don't hit record on voice memo. Don't think, oh, will this be something that people will like? Will my congregation sing it? How should I do? Don't do any of that. Sit down, sing, and play for him. Do so much of that that when you're in front of people, they're experiencing the overflow of a life lived in the presence of God. And the thing about that is, is it's something you can't manufacture. There is no book you can read that just makes you do it. There is no course you can take. It's just FaceTime with the Father. And then it's like David, you know, it said David became in a field when no one was watching. Um, He slayed the lion and the bear. He learned to be king. He learned to love the Lord. And to follow the Lord when nobody was watching and that prepared him to be king. And for you, worship leader, whoever you are, you want, I've seen some of the most talented singers and players get up and do their thing and it feels lifeless. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I've seen people get up that are just meh, but have a presence of God about them that draws me to the throne in a way I can't even begin to express. And that's because, like the disciples, they said, Ma, those people have been with Jesus. And that kind of thing you cannot manufacture. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, learn to worship out of the overflow of a life lived in the presence of God.
0: Beautiful. Would you just uh, say a prayer over worship leaders and to that effect?
1: Yeah, you know, Father, we love you, and we thank you for the front lines. We thank you for those that are on the front lines, Worship is um, literally warfare, and it sounds cheesy, but it's real. We sing against what circumstances are saying. We declare your nature over our lives and over our churches. And we sing, you know, preaching's not going on in heaven. But there's worship all the time, God. You are literally wanting us to hear the songs you've already written, to hear the sounds you've already released in heaven and bring them to earth. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And I also just cancel just right now. I'm just gonna say this. I believe, Father, you've given me authority, like you say in your word. So I come against the spirit that says um, you know, sensitivity that says it's like in a negative way. You know, you're an artist, so you're so sensitive. I would say you're made to be sensitive to the things of heaven and bring them to earth. And so, Father. Father, we thank you for that sensitivity that's actually from you that the enemy's trying to use to skew it and to turn it against your sons and your daughters. And I just say, Father, let that sensitivity increase for the things of heaven and bring them to earth, to bring them into our churches, to bring them into our homes. We love you, Father, and we thank you for this unbelievable gift. And I also want to speak directly against envy in the church, Father. I just speak against envy, a spirit of envy, Leave right now in Jesus name from these churches. And I pray, Father, that you would put within all of these leaders and these people on this team, um, I guess, just a collective like for each other, Father, um, just a collective desire to see each other succeed and to cheer each other on, because there's plenty to go around for the sons and daughters of God. And we're meant to see each other and say, ah, I'm so proud of them. And I'm so in love with what God's doing with them and not be like Peter at the end of the gospels that pointed in John and said, what about him? (laughs) We just say, father, we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to follow you. And so right now in Jesus name, we love you. We thank you. You are the holy one, the righteous one, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And every day that we get to speak your name and sing your name is a blessing. The name above all names, the name Jesus. Amen.
0: Come on. Amen amen thank you thank you Uh, no
1: thank you for having me
0: on it was awesome Uh, we bless you we bless your family and your home and your ministry and your writing and we just say may the songs of heaven just flow 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 to the glory of god in Mm. jesus name so good thanks
1: appreciate it take care
0: thanks for tuning in to another worship leaders collective podcast we pray that this episode encourages and inspires you in your journey as a worship leader and follower of
1: jesus We also want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast and write a short review as this helps others find us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you aren't a member of our Facebook group yet, we'd love to invite you to be a member of an online community that exists to be a resource to worship leaders from all over the world. If you'd like to know more or get in touch with us, check us out at worshipleaderscollective.com.